Well, welcome to downtown Harbor Church, everyone. I'm glad you're here. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator around here. If you're new or maybe you're new to DHC or maybe it's even your first time, I just want to give you a heads up. This is the church with the worst announcements in town. So I just want to give you guys a heads up on that. That guy, John, who does them, they're brutal every week generally, but we, we love them anyway. Hey, I'm super excited that you guys are here because we are right smack dab in the middle of this like four-week talk, series, discussion, call it whatever you want, called Relationship Roulette. And so here's one of the things that we do here at Downtown Harbor Church. Sometimes we will kind of take the scripture and go line by line through the scripture and kind of look at it and unpack it. And then sometimes we will actually take more of a topical series like this and talk about it. And we believe that's important based on what the scripture has to say about relationships because we think that that is applicable to every one of our lives right where we're at. And I got to tell you something. I'm so excited because this hits everyone right where you're at. Whether you are single in, the, in, your, in the room or you're a teenager and you're kind of exploring dating for the first time, or maybe you're newly dating with someone, maybe you are married and you're newly married, or maybe you are, you know, want to be married yourself, or you've been married for a long time, it doesn't matter. This stuff is applicable to every single person in this room. And even if this doesn't hit you right where you're at today, you probably know someone who needs to hear what I'm about to say today, because this is an important message, because we are today going to talk about conflict in relationships. And what happens when conflict arises? And those relationships that I'm referring to are not friends or not family members. I'm talking about like a spouse, a dating relationship. And what happens when conflict arises in your relationship? So Caitlin, my wife, she's downstairs with preschoolers. We had a conversation um, this past week because she knew that I was going to be doing this message on conflict. And she said, no, could you tell a few more stories about you this week rather than me? And so I said, yeah, okay, we'll get that done. But she said, I, well, I said to her, I said, you know, in some of our fights or quarrels or disagreements or, you know, just stupid things or maybe they're even really big things. I said, is there a verse that like you think of or that comes to your mind or that you kind of go to that helps like keep you going when things kind of get rough with us. And she goes, yeah, let me go grab it. So she went and brought the verse over and she said, this is what I kind of think of when things get rough with us. It's right here. It's James chapter one, verses two and three. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for what? Great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So she said, hey, when things are rough for us or there's something stupid that happens, I look at it as an opportunity for us to kind of come together and to grow as a couple more and to kind of put one foot in front of the other. And I was like, you know what, this is awesome. This is really cool. And she said to me, she goes, do you have a verse that you go to when things get rough in our house or if we have a conflict? I said, yeah, let me go grab it. And I did. Proverbs 21, 19, it's better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome complaining wife. Actually, that's, that's a joke. That did not happen. I just wanted to kind of start the message today with a little bit of a lighthearted note because it can be a little deep, right? Here's one of the things that we kind of set the stage for when we started this, you know, four weeks of talking about relationships. We said this. We said relationships are a gamble. I don't know if you're a gambler. I'm not very often, but I, well, I know one thing about gambling. Sometimes you win big and sometimes you what? Lose big. That's, that's a gamble. And relationships, if they work and if you win, can be the most awesome, healthy thing that you can experience in your entire life. Specifically, if you enter into a marriage relationship and you're lifelong partners with each other and you experience life together, if you do that, it can be awesome. But you know what? Some of us in the room would even openly admit sometimes with relationships, we've lost. And things are not the way that we thought they would be. 
But you know, as we kind of started this, I started to think about actual human beings and how we were designed and created by this big, massive God at the beginning of times. And here, at the beginning of time. And here's one of the things that I really want everybody to know that I believe that human beings are designed for companionship. We were actually designed to long for and need another human being in our life, in a relationship, a loving relationship. Here's how I know this. In the earliest text that we could even kind of go to in the book of Genesis, it said, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. That's Adam, the first man who he ever created, right? While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. It goes on. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. And he brought her to the man. And then in Genesis 2.25, it says something even more interesting. It said, now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame, which is the exact opposite how I will feel of how I will feel after my cruise in about a two weeks, okay? Because you know how it is on a cruise. It just, food never stops. But anyway, this is what it says. But when we talk about these relationships, and when we engage in them, something happens. It's really cool. When people enter into a relationship and they enter into a marriage relationship, people fall in love. And we talked about this last week, and love is the most powerful emotion that can exist. That's why Jesus talked about it so much. But so many of us kind of live in this bubble, especially at the beginning parts of relationship. And we tend to think that because there is love, that conflict won't enter in. Nah, we'll never experience any conflict in our marriage. We're very happy. We're very healthy. We got everything going square for us. This is great wrong okay that is wrong okay that is not going to happen i guarantee you it's the one thing i will guarantee you can take it to the bank this is not a sad thing a depressing thing but i do want to let you know this is that you will have conflict in your relationships it will happen it's bound to happen we just have to figure out then okay because this is real and this is true what do we do with that once it comes in to our relationships because so many people deal with it in an unhealthy and in a way that leads to destruction. But so as we talked about conflict, one of the things that I like to do here, just to get like a generalized definition, how does society view conflict? What, is, what does the dictionary say conflict actually is? So I defined it. A discord of action, feeling or effect, antagonism or opposition as of interests or principles. When you enter into conflict with another person. So I thought, you know what, here's the deal. You guys, because I'm up here telling you stories about my life, unfortunately get to hear about some conflicts that we have in our home. And I'm going to get deep for a second. In fact, it's maybe the most deep that I probably will ever get on this stage. I'm going to talk about the most detailed, deep conflict that Caitlin and I experience in our home. So hold on, because it's real and it's powerful. It's very difficult for us to even talk about or bring up. But this is something that we have sat on the couch about and kind of unpacked and talked about many, many times. We've talked about this, and if we don't get this right and we don't come to some kind of middle ground on this, that our future might not even be what it could be, not that we would ever not be together because we're committed to each other, we're married, we're going to be together forever. But this is something that has the potential to kind of tear our marriage apart, should we allow it to. And so we've had to sit down and go, okay, this is a conflict in our life. How can we deal with this massive big thing, knowing that I'm over here on the issue and Caitlin is over here on the issue? How do we make a middle ground here? How do we get there with this specific conflict? And this conflict we've spent hours talking about. It's been one of those things that we've just kind of dove into as a couple and said we are committed to figuring this massive issue out. And here's the issue. Our big conflict is over the use of fabuloso in the home. Now, let me, t- 
Let me tell you about Fabuloso, okay? Because Fabuloso is a big deal, right? I don't know if you've used Fabuloso in your home when you clean, but I got to tell you something. Fabuloso is the best thing ever. Like, I'm, I, you, you walk in, and like, apparently, like, it's big in South America, which I didn't know, okay? But like, you walk in, and you know the place is clean. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is awesome. That's why I love the smell of it. Well, Caitlin, here's the deal. This girl is like a health nut, and so she's like, this stuff is killing me slowly. And she's like, I, I know it's dyed purple because I, you know, you know, said that purple is the best. They have blue. Blue's no good. Use the purple, okay? And what she said is this. She's like, listen, this stuff we can't use. And so we've spent hours talking about this going, listen, I, Caitlin, I have so little in life, right? I have, I have so little in this world. Please allow me to have the fabuloso. And so sure enough, until the jug runs out, we're using the fabuloso in the home, which is nice, okay? Here's the deal. That's one of ours. It's a funny one. It's little. It's silly. But some of our conflicts are big. Some of them are issues bigger than this in our homes. And so we have these discussions and conversations about it. But here's one thing I just want you to know. Specifically, if you are married, there will be conflict in your marriage. There will be conflict in your marriage. It will happen. More specifically, I want to talk about people who engage in conflict who don't respond properly. Because for so many, when you get into a place where you're butting heads with someone and you're going at it with someone and you don't agree with someone else, things get kind of rough over the course of time. Here's the deal. For so many, conflict leads to abandonment. And they say, well, I can't do this anymore. Because we can't agree on this and we can't agree on this and we don't line up on this and we can't agree on this and this is driving me nuts. So for so many, conflict leads to abandonment because we haven't figured out in our relationships how to properly manage conflict. And we need to do that. It's this idea that if we can't agree, we can't be together. It's the idea if in your marriage you can't agree or you can't get on the same page, then we shouldn't even be together. Let's, let's end this. Let's get out of it, right? Because we don't know how to handle conflict. So I started to ask myself a question. This is what I started to ask myself. I said, when did it happen in culture? When did culture mislead us to think that we were going to agree on everything? I don't know when culture painted this fairy tale picture of a marriage that said, yes, you are a human being and you're going to agree with your spouse about everything. It's never going to happen. And the reason is, is because you are your own unique creation. You were designed a certain way. You were raised a certain way. You like certain things. And your spouse is different than you. And here's the deal. That's okay. But for so many of us, we think, well, we can't agree, or we don't like the same things, or we don't, we don't have the same hobbies, or we don't agree on this, and so we need to throw in the towel, and it leads to abandonment. And so I wanted to ask a very poignant question of everybody in the room today, because I asked it of myself. I think it's important for us to have a real gut check here as we think about our relationships. This is the question. Are you a person who has to be agreed with all the time? Are you a person who has to be right? Are you a person who always has to be right? Because if you are... And if you're always right, let me tell you this, your relationship will suffer. If you can't come to a middle ground sometimes where you sit down and you resolve things peacefully because you always have to be right, your relationship will suffer. Mark my words. Because for a long time in our relationship, I had to be right. And I'll tell you this, it doesn't work. It creates more conflict. Conflict is what we're talking about. And what I love so much about relationships, whether you're dating or whether you're going to be in one or whether you've been divorced and are going to be in one again, what I love so much about relationships is the scripture gives us kind of an outline for how we 
should treat each other, how we should treat people in our own communities and cities. And this can directly be applied to your spouse, to your relationship. It's so important for us to understand this. See, Paul wrote this book called Ephesians in the New Testament. It was a book written to a group of people who were the early church in a town called Ephesus, right? And Paul outlined how we should treat each other. And this is what he said. It's so key, so key. He's in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 to 27. In your anger, what? Do not sin. Because when you have conflict and when you disagree, it does sometimes lead to anger. In your anger, do not sin. I love this. This is so key. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Stop. You ever gotten into an argument, and it wasn't resolved before you went to bed, and one of you was on the couch? How was the next morning? How did that go for you? Generally doesn't go well. That's why this is so important. Don't let the sun go down while you're angry. Sit and work it out peacefully. It can be done. I'm going to talk about how in just a second, but he goes on. And he says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every malice. And then he goes on to say this. This is so key. This needs to apply to our relationships first. He said, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. God, who sent his only son into the world to sacrifice himself so humanity could again be made right with their creator. Jesus gave his life if we believe that he is who he said that he was. He did that, and we're quarreling with the person that we should love the most over something silly. That's why we need to do this. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So I started to ask myself, Another question, because what I like to do as I write these is think, hey, if I were out there listening to this, I might have some questions. What questions would I have? And so here's the question I have. When conflict arises, this is the question, so key, don't miss this. When conflict arises and there's something that you're in conflict about, and all of us will have these moments in our relationships, when conflict arises, here's the question, who wins? Who wins? Does, do I win? Does Caitlin win? Did she win last time? Did I win last time? Did I lose? Who wins? Who gets their way? And then I discovered something. That the question that I, would ask, that I was asking myself was the wrong question. In fact, it's an inappropriate question to ask. I want to tell you why. Because when you enter into a relationship, more specifically if you are married, allow me to tell you this. Relationships are all about sacrifice. For the first time ever, you are entering into something where you are saying to another person, I am now putting you and your needs above myself. I am going to give myself fully to you, and your needs are going to be above my needs. Regardless of what I want, regardless of what I li like, this is going to be my sacrifice to you. That's what happens when you say yes to being in a relationship with someone else, and yes, when you enter, enter a marriage with someone else. Now, here's the deal. I believe this, and if we did this, I believe our marriages would be completely different. But this is annoying. Let me tell you why, even though it's true. This is annoying, right? This annoys me, because I want stuff, right? And I want it my way. I like this, I like that. I gotta tell you just a quick story here, just so you can understand this, because I know some of you personally, but not all of you yet. Caitlin and I bought a pre-construction condo a couple of years ago in Fort Lauderdale. They're building it, we move in hopefully early fall, fingers crossed, right? But the condo comes 
decorator ready. You know what that means? That means there's nothing in it except for what we put in it. It's just code for we didn't want to pay for it, so you have to. Great, no problem. So we are kind of designing this thing from the ground up, and Caitlin has taken the lead on the design. And so we come into this thing. Have, let me ask you a question. Have you ever picked out every piece of furniture or anything for a new home with your spouse? I don't know that I would recommend it, right? It's one of those things that's just like, it's hard because I like things and she likes things. And here's the question, who wins, right? It can be annoying when you don't get what you want. But if relationships are all about sacrifice, no one wins. It's not about that. It's not about who wins and who gets the upper hand. It's about each one of us who understands this. And even if you're not in a relationship currently, you might bring it into your next one if you enter one again. But it's about understanding that you have given of yourself now for another human being. You are saying to that person, I am going to put your needs above my needs. You are more important than me. It doesn't matter who wins. It's about us, not me. And when we do that, and it's hard, everything is different in our relationships. So I want to tell you a quick story that I heard last week. I heard this on someone who attends DHC. I read it on their Facebook page. But there was a wife. She was married to a guy. And there was conflict. And there was conflict over this issue, that he never picked up his clothing. Left them on the floor. She would pick them up. It was kind of all over the house kind of a thing. The clothes were everywhere. And it drove her nuts. Drove her insane. And then her husband died. And then she was quoted by saying, you know what? I would give anything to have him back and be able to pick up those clothes again. We tend to think that things aren't necessarily as big as they are. And now this woman, she's remarried. And her, her next husband, her husband she's currently managed, or married to, does the exact same thing. It's interesting that when one relationship ends, we tend to try to, we kind of find the same kind of person, don't we? And now she picks up his clothes and doesn't say a word as an act of sacrifice for her new husband. See, conflict can kind of take over. We let it. But when we understand that our relationships, more specifically if you're married, are all about sacrifice and all about giving of yourself. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to be driven nuts. Like, that's not what I'm saying, Right? But it's all about sacrifice, and it's all about understanding that it's a one-upping each other, going, no, you matter more, you matter more, you matter more. Now, if you do this with restaurants, somebody's eventually got to make a decision, okay, because it will go on all night, right? But here's the deal. It's all about sacrifice. So now I want to kind of shift gears to something that kind of broke my heart and has broken my heart. You guys know that the only thing I've ever done in my entire adult life is work at churches. That's all I've done. So I want to talk for a second about the local church. Because something bothered me. What bothered me was the local church, these people who claim to be followers of Jesus and his teachings, have some of the worst and most dysfunctional relationships and marriages I had ever seen. It was almost as like they were worse inside the walls of churches than outside the walls of churches. And we have this love your neighbor as ourselves mentality. Why is that? In fact, I was dating a girl right after I graduated high school. And I was away at college and I would come home and we would go to church together on Sundays with her family from time to time. And I'll never forget, when they were at church, they were all smiles, they were laughing, they were shaking hands, they were loving each other. And then we would go to her house for lunch after church, and they, mom and dad would not even speak to each other. They wouldn't even look at each other. It's almost like they hated each other. And I said to her, I said, why is that? And she goes, well, 
they put on a front when they go to church because they feel like even though that their marriage is unhealthy, they can just go in and make it right with God and be fine at home. Allow me to tell you this, and I believe it from the bottom of my heart. What happens at your home is so much more important than what happens at church. So much. And people tend to not think that. They think it's all about here. And so often people come in here and their marriages are a mess, but they think, you know what, it's going to be okay. Why? Because I go to church and I can just be right with God when I come in the door. No. Jesus said this in the book of Matthew. He said this in chapter 5, 23, 24. He said, so if you're offering your gift at the altar, that's what they used to do when they would go to church thousands of years ago as we know it, right? If you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, let's change that word to just a second for spouse. Let's say your marriage is a mess, okay? And if that happens, if you're offering that gift and there remember that your spouse has something against you or if you're in conflict or it's a mess, Jesus said this, Leave your gift there before the altar and go. Get out of here. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Meaning this. If your marriage is a mess. If it's not right and things are very dysfunctional and you think that you can just come in here and make it right with God, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Go make it right there before you come back in here. Now, if you're struggling and things are going wrong in your house or your marriage, I just want you to know we're here to help as a local church. We want you here. We want to engage with you. But this is so true. You can't just come in here and make it right. You got to go there and make it right at home first. Here's the point I want to make. The most important thing in your life should be each other. If you are a person who's married, I want you to know this. I believe the most important thing in your life should be each other. Some people go, well, I got my family, I got my mom, my dad. No, no, no. I got my kids, those are more. No, no. The best thing, if you have children, the best thing that you could ever give your children is a healthy marriage. That's it. And if you're past that point and it didn't go so well for you the first time and you've been through relationships and your kids have been hurt, that's okay. There is hope. There is hope. You can make it right in the future. That's where the restoration of Jesus in your life comes into play. It can be okay. But you need to know this, especially if you're going to move forward again into a relationship or you're married and you're already engaging in this. The most important thing in your life should be each other. If you live like that, I guarantee you your marriage will be healthy. And so we talked about conflict. We talked about things that we don't agree on and how it works. Conflict. Conflict can be resolved when you live a life of sacrifice. It will happen less, it will be resolved quicker, and you, your relationship, your marriage will be much better because of it. Only if we understand that we have to live a life of sacrifice. And that's gray, and that's hard, and I don't even get all of that, and I'm mad about that sometimes, right? But it's the truth. Conflict can be resolved when you live a life of sacrifice. So let's talk to everybody in the room. Let's talk to people who are dating. So if you're in the room and you're in a dating relationship, let me talk to you. Or maybe you will be in a dating relationship. So that's important for us to understand. If you're dating, you can resolve conflict. You can make it work by living a life of sacrifice. But sometimes our relationships are so dysfunctional and so bad and the conflict is so large. If you're dating, you can actually still get out of it. And some of you might need to. That's going to be between you and the other person and God. And that's something that you got to figure out. But if you're married, let me talk to you for a second. 
If you're married or you're going to be soon, maybe you're engaged, you need to know that your relationships are going to have conflict. And don't miss this. Just look up here. Don't miss this. That's okay. It's not about having the conflict. It's about how we deal with the conflict on the back end. And so understand that you're going to have to live a life of sacrifice if you want a healthy marriage. And if you're single in the room or you're a teenager and you're like, this is way down the road for me and way far off, right? I hope it is, okay? But you need to make wise choices and you need to remember that word, sacrifice, because everything will be different. Because so often, as I started saying, when conflict enters into a marriage, people tend to approach that with abandonment. And here's what I want you to know. Your relationship will have conflict, but that doesn't mean you have to give up. Don't miss this. I'm not saying that everything goes great for everybody, especially the first try. A lot of us don't get this, right? But going forward, when we understand how important this is, maybe it'll just be better. Maybe it'll just be healthier. And I want to encourage every married person in the room who is in a marriage, and it's hard. It's probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done, but it's the best thing I've ever done. I want to encourage you this. It is worth the fight. Being together is worth it. Even through the conflict, you don't have to give up when you understand that it's all about a life of sacrifice. Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for who you are. I pray just for some specific people in the room today. That if there's single people in the room or teenagers, I pray that you would allow them to make wise decisions in who they pick in terms of a relationship. It's so important. For people who are dating in the room, I pray that you would help them to figure out if this is a right thing to move in the next step or the next direction. For people who are married in the room, God, strengthen our marriages so that we can let our city see that this is the place where the marriages are the absolute best because we understand how important these people are in our life. And then, God, for those who are divorced or widowed or have been through just really tough stuff, I pray for their hearts, that you would continue to heal them. And I pray that you would help them to pick themselves up and to do even better in the future with the scripture and the information that you've given us. I pray for all of us today as we see these relationships kind of unfold and we're all in the middle of them and maybe we will be soon if we're not, but this is so, so key and so, so important. God, I pray this today all in Jesus' name.